I realized when you get into the market, you could actually control your risk, control what you you're okay losing and just grow your account gradually. I would say that would be one of the biggest things that kind of tied at least the risk proportion together because everything else I was kind of piecing together and putting, putting together, just building my own strategy for what I look for. Mm -hmm. But the R and realizing that you could actually do a simple math equation and just realize this is what I'm risking and simple math, I mean, you're a 50-50 trader and you're winning more than you lose, you still are pretty profitable for, for a trader. All right, welcome everyone to the RLT Pivot Podcast. My name is Tracy and I am joined with my incredible co-host, Mr. Dan Jansen. How are you doing, sir? Doing absolutely fantastic. We thought we'd do something a little little different this time. We uh, we do host this Pivot Podcast live during uh, the All Access Pass at Real Life Trading. So we, we get it, the whole group here to, uh, to hang out with us during all the live recordings. So if you guys are here right now, we're going to ask um, that you ask us anything. I mean... As long as Trace is comfortable with it, but ask us anything. So uh, we'll, we'll get started. We did have a question come in already from, uh, and it could be trade related. It could be whatever related. I'm, I'm good with all that. I think Tracy, you are too. I am. And there's, there's going to be some repeats. You know, we've talked a lot about this throughout the three years that we've been doing this. So I'm sure that some of our answers are going to be repeats of things that we've actually done episodes on, but that makes this a really good opportunity to get some clarification and uh, basically a sum up of all the things we've been saying for years, but from a more personal perspective. Yep. And so we got, we got win in the chat. His first question is, and I'm going to direct it to you since I'm reading it, Tracy, uh, what is your aha moment? Oh, what was my aha moment? You know what? It was actually, I was actually watching television and there was something that was said on TV and I don't exactly remember what it was, but, and I don't know what show I was watching, but for whatever reason, my brain related it to trading and it was an aha moment for me in, in the way that I changed my uh, the way that I did things. And basically the gist of it was recognizing that I had been trading to not lose versus trading to have an offensive game. And that was an aha moment. I was able to relate it to sports and realize that, okay, I can have, uh, you know, a good defense. That's great. But without having any offense at all, the best I could ever do is not lose. And that doesn't mean that I'm winning. And no one, I mean, you take any sport out there and you can go and play and you play the best defensive game and you may never score a goal. You might not lose, but you'll never score a goal. And if you don't actually have an offensive game, you'll never, ever get to a point where you become the top of the league or where you reach some levels of success. So that was an aha moment for me that changed everything. And I started working on my offensive game as well as my defensive game what about you what was your aha moment um i, I would say there's a, a few depending on the aspect of what we're talking about for aha moment um in regards to to trading what i would say is the r system was a huge aha moment uh prior to that i would say i would just be cowboying the markets and i would have some really good days some really bad days um and it was just a straight battle back and forth. Once I've realized when you get into the market, you could actually control your risk, control what you you're okay losing and just grow your account gradually. I would say that would be one of the biggest things that kind of tied at least the risk proportion together. Cause everything else I was kind of 
piecing together and putting putting together just building my own strategy for what I look for. Mm-hmm. But the R and realizing that you could actually do a simple math equation and just realize this is what I'm risking and simple math. I mean, you're a 50, 50 trader and you're winning more than you lose. You still are pretty profitable for, for a trader. So that would be one. Um, I would say the second one would be just kind of not swinging for the fence all the time. Sometimes you know, still, still fun and still got to do it, but Every now and then, I, I think there's there's times where just the slow grind is a lot more powerful than one big hit, right? So if, if you hit that one big trade, um, you know, you, you feel good. You're, you're like, man, this is marketed so easy, and you feel like you got it all. But a lot of times it's that, that small battle of just staying alive, just having the, the small down days, the small wind days, and mm-hmm. battling back until that moment really comes where you're able to hit that good trade, right? And I think for me... Uh, just kind of learning to to you don't have to do it all today. You, you you have a whole lifetime to to really build upon your success. That to me was was a lot of a aha moment, a little light bulb for me. I think that's great. That's great. Now this kind of ties in to the next question, which is you know when did your trading turn around? Was it in relation to your aha moments? Um, yeah, I, I think. I wouldn't, I don't know when the trading turned around exactly, but what I would say is probably the turnaround would be the consistency, right? Cause mm-hmm. there was, there was months I was extremely profitable. There was months I was down. Um, there was, there was times where I was, you know, losing small winning big on, on months without kind of putting everything together, mm-hmm. but just having the discipline to not be in the market every single second of the day, having, Learning, learning the process of just being more patient, just being waiting a little bit longer. I think that's where the the turnaround really started. Where I, I, I you could be consistently profitable for an extremely long amount of time. So that that kind of set me up to not just have huge months or or small losses. It, it was more consistent, and I think that that was kind of balancing out things for me. What, what about for you? Yeah, well, my aha moment was definitely the turning point in my trading. The minute that that happened, uh, there was some huge changes in the way that I traded. It it actually came with a, a sense of relaxation, which was very unusual because you'd think that focusing less on not losing would be more stressful if you're if you have that uh, non-abundant mentality, right. Which I had at the time, but just being able to relax and and sink into it. I kind of came into myself as a trader at that point. And, and that was huge for me. And then on top of it, the other changing component was when I realized that this was more of an 80 to 90% mental game than it is technical skill. And when I recognized that I was my biggest problem, I changed my morning routine so that I wasn't spending so much time focusing on doing the technical analysis. I would do the analysis, but I wouldn't do it to death. And if that meant that I only had one or two stocks to trade with, then so be it. I, it meant doing something in quality versus quantity, but spending more time before that on my mindset, making sure that I'm mentally prepared for the day. So doing meditation and reading and writing and just putting in a, a good morning routine, eating breakfast and making sure I'm hydrated and just taking care of myself from a holistic perspective. That again, grounded me when it came to actually trading. And I was a lot more aware of 
what trading was doing to me and how I was impacting my trading. So that was a, a huge turning point for me. Absolutely. Love it. All right. So Albert has a question. He says, or he's asking, after morning pre-market analysis, you feel it's a choppy day. Most of the time, do you have trades or do you not trade at all? What do you do on those mm. chop days, Tracy Ball? See, you know what? I love chop days, you guys, <laughs> but I'm not a gap trader. So it's uh, I'm a value trader. I'm a, I'm a trader that uses the volume profile. So I find that most days that you guys consider to be choppy or most traders that consider them to be choppy, those are actually, I find them easier to trade because they're a very defined buy low, sell high scenario. And I'm able to pick up some trades. Now, that being said, if I get stuck looking for a specific strategy that is more more conducive to trends, I can get chopped around in that too. And that's a that's a bias that I have in my head that prevents me from actually seeing the market the way that it really is. So to answer your question, I'm looking for opportunities every single day and I trade the same thing day in and day out. And I have seen multiple trades every single day uh, on the same thing, multiple opportunities. It's just how you play it that makes the difference. Do I have any issues with walking away? No, not at all. I mean... I, uh, but I do that regularly. Like today, uh, the trade that I had on, on ES, I was in it this morning and then I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. And then all of a sudden it just started to tank and I never touched it. And I was in short and whatever, it hit all my night target levels. I have no idea how it ended. I, I, I'm assuming I got out way too early, but it, uh, I just had my levels in place and it, it it worked and I just wasn't paying much attention to it. So it was doing, I had my alarm set and that's that. And that's the majority of the way that I trade. So for me, uh, like I said, doesn't matter whether it's choppy or not, I'm generally going to be having some form of a trade come in. What about you? Yeah, so the choppy days, I don't mind either. Choppy, a lot of times you get good volatility. Mm -hmm. um, if I start to notice it's choppy, I think the better thing to do is is... I mean, if you're more comfortable not trading, then it is what it is, but teach their own. But I don't mind trading a choppy day. I, I think you just have to be, for me, a little bit quicker on targets. If you're day trading, you're, you're in and out, you're like, be comfortable. You, you make a 1.2. Those are the days you just grab the 1.2. Yeah. Right. Um, what I have more of an issue with is the trappy days. Mm, yeah, right? those. The, <laughs> I think there's a big difference between choppy and trappy. Yes, yes. Trappy, it's like this is the most obvious breakdown of something, and then you're you're in it, you get triggered, and immediately you're you're just losing on the trade, which that's the most obvious breakdown you could possibly see. So, for me, I think the trappy days are the ones to go slower with. Not necessarily don't trade because I mean a lot of you know a lot of times you don't know if it's a trap until the trap comes in, right? So it's mm -hmm. it's very hard to avoid the traps. And they're a part of uh, part of trading, part of life. So I don't think there's a real, real way to step past the landmines, except for once you notice that whether you're in the trade or not, if you're just watching it and you're like, okay, that's an obvious trap. Um, you know, you could try to play the reverse. And we, we did it today on uh, Meta. Actually, there was a good trapping candle for the bulls, something that should have went bullish. And there's good news, good earnings. And I'm like, okay, this looks this looks trappy. So we we played the reverse of it. We we did make some money on that one. And then later in the day, we got trapped on the trying to take the same stock the other way, right? So yeah, it it happens, um, and it just sucks because you're in the trap. But if you're able to to kind of position yourself and say, okay, this is this is we're getting lots of traps in both directions, 
those are days maybe go slower. Be very more specific about what you trade. Yeah. Um, and possibly go to a longer time frame, right? Start yeah. looking at the five minute, the 15 minute, see where you're at on a on an hourly chart because you'll have a lot less traps on a bigger time frame. Yeah. I think to just to add to that is that um even in those choppy days, the the one caveat is if you find that you are not succeeding, like you're just getting in and out and in and out and it turns into, it may not be trappy days. It may be a, an actual choppy day, but you, you're just not familiar with how to trade it or you're biased in one way or another. And you're finding that you're consistently getting losses. Don't fight it. Just step away and walk away. And if you're finding that you're getting emotional because of it, then definitely step away, walk away, close it up, come back tomorrow, refreshed, regained, and 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 try again. So don't force it. That's one thing I'd like to add. Now, Joe asks, how did each of you get started in trading? Dan, I'm sure we know the story, but I'd love to hear it again. I got started when I was... I'm not going to give a specific age. What I'll do is <laughs> I'll go back... <laughs> what I'll do is I'll go back uh, to how many years ago. So... That to me was, I was about, about 20 years ago, 20 years ago, I was still in uh, high school at the time. I was like senior high school. I was freshman college. Yeah. Little, little Doogie Hauser. Uh Not the same TV show, but very close. Uh, but yeah, so, so for me, I was just, I, I like the action of the stock market. I was like, this is an easy way. It it looked like an easy way, or not easy, but it looked like everybody that I saw that really had money, success, or something had something to do with the stock market, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, that was like, all right, well, if everybody I know that does have money that is successful is in the stock market, maybe I should probably be looking into this a little bit. Um, and I was, I was a short, I was more of a swing trader, but not based off of anything candle-wise when I first got in. It was more of like, this stock looks low and then I would just hold it for a while and then try to sell it. Yeah. Right. Um, but there's stocks that I was in back then and it would just be consolidating sideways for like the longest time, which to me, the longest time at that point was like a week. <laughs> and I was like, man, I I'm, I'm either down 10 cents or up 10 cents. This, this is horrible. And I would get out. And some of the same stocks that I would look at now, I'm like, wow, if I just never I, like, yeah, I, I actually <laughs> nailed a lot of the timeframes back then yeah. that I was, I was trading and I was picking up some actually really good stocks off of lows and uh, you know, I just didn't hold it, but that's, that's also where I kind of got the buy and hold really does work. If you're picking up, if you're picking up good companies at good prices, yeah. what are you worried about the intraday nonsense of going back and forth? Like your, your goal is to build wealth, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, especially as day traders, we're, we're now glued to the screens. We're watching back and forth. Every single candle that goes up and down means something. But if you have a long enough time frame, you, you, did you get a good company at a good price? And that's essentially what it comes down to. Yeah. Right. So just kind of building up that, that portfolio and then also kind of learning the dollar cost average where before it was like, I'm all in, this is it, you know, and, Let's let's cross our fingers. Hope hopefully this thing goes up higher, right? And then you you'd be stuck in the sideways thing while the, you're watching another stock go crazy. I'm like, why didn't I pick that one, right? And then yeah. you want to jump out and jump in. Yeah. So have I would say have a portfolio that is dedicated to what you're trying to do. If you have a day trade portfolio, day trade it. If you have a long term, don't worry about the intraday. Don't even open it during the day. If you want to check it after the market closes, fantastic. But your your life is not going to change based off of how one candle 
looks regardless. Yeah. Great so. advice. Great advice. What about for you? Well, I'm sure everybody's heard my story before, but I'll tell it again. And I basically got into trading from necessity. So, and unlike you, I was uh, in my 40s when I started trading, and that was still a while ago. Um, so it, uh, yeah, it's. I ended up with an injury basically that put me bed bedridden or couch ridden anyway. I wasn't able to do anything, and my husband basically said, "Why don't you start trading?" stocks look into that learn how to do it so on my couch with my leg up not able to do anything else except jump into my wheelchair and wander around on a on that uh, i learned how to trade the stock market and thankfully i came across real life trading really early in my journey and learned and learned and learned and just uh had fun with it so i probably would never have gotten involved in the stock market um, other than my experience with mutual funds and taking it to a financial advisor and saying, here's my money, do something with it, make some money. I would have continued to just work hard and earn an income and just grind and grind and grind day in, day out. I would never have actually looked towards the stock market in any way, shape or form had it not been for that injury. So it, um, yeah, that's what, that's what caught me there. So Love it. All right. So Mark says, I'm going to go rapid fire on this one. We got three questions from Marks. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to you all at once. We got, uh, what is your favorite trading software? Do you use special software to keep track of tax of taxes owed? And then as you started trading, were there any teachers on YouTube that you like to follow or did you only use RLT? <laughs> uh, am I supposed to rapidly fire back with the answers? <laughs> all right Rapidly favorite software fire. trading view and sierra charts uh as far as tax software i write my own inside of google sheets i just keep track of everything inside of there i've got my journal that's very very in de detail and i've got reports that come out of it and all that kind of stuff i take it to the tax accountant tax accountant says this is amazing awesome thank you for that and that's about it but i don't have the rules that you guys have down in the united states or in some of the other countries so ours is quite easy i can keep it fairly simple and the last question was youtube teachers or teachers for stock i have to say that my favorites outside of rlt which is the obvious is uh, james dalton with um, market profile information just love his stuff and a uh, big shout out to him because i i have been following him and listening to him for a very long time um most of what i know comes from him and other than that uh there's been a few out there that i enjoy but not uh not enough for me to give him a shout out here so how about you got you yeah so uh favorite trading software the, the, what i use is tos and trading view so I, i'll keep both of them up all day so those are my two trading platforms uh zero tax software legit i print out whatever the trading companies give me and i just send it to the accountant and i'll say you you deal with this nonsense <laughs> They're usually pretty happy when I give them stacks of paper, but it's, it is what it is. That's, that's what they do. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, the taxes I don't get involved with. I just send them to the accountant. And then uh, as you started trading on YouTube, um, RLT, I think is an amazing place. Um, I'm never one to say limit any education to one place or get one source. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different good advice. There's also a lot of bad advice on YouTube. There's a lot of good mentors, a lot of bad mentors. Um, be open to all and try to take everything at face value. So we've talked about this in other episodes, back trade, 
back test, um, try to understand what they're saying first as a concept and then try to apply it and see if it's something that could fit your plan. I don't think in the market there's, uh, there's, well, I don't think, I know there is no one perfect strategy. There's no one perfect golden method that anybody's going to get to be successful using just over and over again. It's the repeat process of doing the same thing over and over again and just repeat that process over. But yeah, there, there's there's a lot of really good people in the stock market. There's plenty of sources. YouTube is a great source for them. Um, but just be careful who you're listening to, why you're listening to them, um, because there's also a lot of counterfeit information, I guess. But RLT, I honestly, we've probably covered, and if you ask Jeremy this too, they'll say, we probably have covered most topics. And if not, let us know which ones we've missed because we will just create videos and cover those topics. So I, I think RLT, RLT, I think for me, before I found RLT, and it goes kind of back to the uh, turning point, before RLT, I would have, uh, I, I've said this before, I was legitimately in libraries just reading trading books. I'm that nerd. So I was reading those the books, trying to understand charts. I have a whole bunch of them here still. Then I was getting like, internet started picking up more. There was more computer sources. There was more videos. There was more... And I was just piecing everything together. RLT for me, I think, was kind of that, that glue that took some of the concepts I knew, introduced some new concepts, and was able to, to blend it together for a better trading plan. Yeah, that's great. And just a, a little caveat, because learning is different for every single person. And I know Dan, myself, RLT, we're not going to take it personally if our way of teaching or, or what we teach doesn't resonate with you. So it's important to find you know, something that you have chemistry with, because if you have chemistry with the instructor, if you have chemistry with the way that they teach, uh, you'll learn it. And somebody else can say the exact same thing. But if you don't have that chemistry, it just goes in one ear out the other, because you're, you're not open to hearing what they have to say. So keep that in mind as well. All right. Now, uh, Dan, Martina asks, what's your best advice for beginning traders? Good question. My my answer to that would stop being a beginner trader. That's my answer that's, to that one. That's so, a loaded answer. Let's hear let's hear some detail on that. Yeah, just stop being a beginner trader. Like as simple as that concept is, or difficult <laughs> to understand. Um, the beginning part, there's no easy strategy, there's no easy way. It's literally day in, day out, continue to look at charts, continue to grow portfolios continue to have um, passive income, continue to to work until you really start to not be a beginner trader anymore. Most people in the beginning stage, those are the ones that end up giving up and they never make it to not be a beginner anymore, right? And those are the people that usually fail the market. Once you start to get some time under your belt, once you start to get some screen time, once you start to look at those charts, things will click. You will have an aha moment. You will start to not be a beginner trader. The ones that make it past the beginning stage they're the ones that are usually in the markets. They're the ones that will be growing to advanced level trading, expert level trading, whatever that would be, whatever that would look like to somebody. But really just stop being a beginner trader. Get past that stage, which does take a lot of work, a lot of concentration, a lot of in and out, a lot of frustration, a lot of pulling your hair out. Um, and it does come at every level as well. But the if you're going to succeed, you have to get to that next level, right? And just understand that, what you do now in your trading career does not affect your future career. It's just a stepping stone to get to become a better trader. Great advice. Yep, absolutely great advice. I, I would say... 
from my perspective, drop the squirrel, the shiny squirrel, shiny object syndrome, because I think that uh, we've all heard this before. And I've heard Jeremy say it, you know, the market rewards the specialist. And when you break that statement down, really what it comes down to is efficient learning. And when you are trying to learn everything all at once, you end up learning nothing. And that becomes a big obstacle for a lot of traders that prolong their learning journey and never get to that stage that Dan was just talking about where you transition from a beginner trader to a, a, you know, a newer trader and so on. So if you can drop all of that and just focus on learning certain concepts, learn it well, then look for something different. You'll accelerate that process, make it a lot better and give yourself a better chance of actually translating out of beginner trading status. So that would be my advice. Um, 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 um.